0: Welcome back to Beyond the Field podcast. My name is Kane Wallstrom, and we're following on uh, from the other day when we we're speaking to the girls from the People Project. So I have Jamie Gallagher, obviously owner, founder, and director of the People Project, and her two I see, or friend, or colleague, people and culture consultant, Bronwyn Rain. How are you?
1: Good, thank you, Kane.
0: Hi, cool. Kane. you back. Today, we are following on from part one where we spoke around um, obviously the employers and business owners and today we're gonna to speak from an employee point of view. So obviously very hot topic uh, in current climate and what we're doing with COVID. Um, let's get straight into some, a lot of questions that have been asked or pushed out into the media and also to we're hearing. So I suppose from an employee point of view, um, the first question is what do I do if I've if been made redundant?
2: Um, Well, it's definitely a common one that's coming up at the moment. Um, We're all kind of experiencing this together at the same time. First, I would recommend that you do acknowledge this is a really difficult thing for people to go through. We're hearing a lot that people have been expecting it for a while, or they know that others are in a worse position from them, so they feel like they don't want to burden anyone. Um, But it is really important that you take care of yourself first and foremost. Uh, You should talk to your support system, should talk about how you're feeling and reach out and get help from people. Um, Get advice from someone who you trust and someone who actually knows what they're talking about um, and who maybe has some experience in HR or um, employment law. Um, Everyone's an expert at the moment on redundancies and restructures. Mm -hmm. Um, And important to clarify what stage of the process you're at. When you say your role has been made redundant, is it that redundancy has been proposed and you are still able to give feedback on that proposal? Or has it actually been confirmed and you are redundant? Um, if you are able to give feedback, you should try and think if there's an alternative like reducing your hours or pay temporarily or redeployment into another role. So it is. yeah.
0: So if I'm sitting there Uh, or if I'm at home working and I love my job and I do receive the tap on the shoulder or or the message or the email uh, and this does happen. You can still fight for your job if it's not obviously um, been set in concrete that you're being let go.
2: Yeah, that's correct. So how employers should consult with you is first they should let you know that they're thinking about it, that this is a proposal on the table, and they're going to approach you first to ask if you have feedback on it first. Um, That's what a a reasonable employer should do. You then should be able to give feedback on that and say, instead of making me redundant, I propose that we should do X, Y, and Z to save my role um, or to remain employed and reduce my pay. Um, anything that can help the business retain you, you you do have a right to suggest that. Um, however, once it is confirmed, like if you've been given time to give your feedback, they've considered it and they have made you redundant and confirmed that with you, then you should start thinking about the next steps. So what support your employer could give you, like negotiating your notice period and pay um, or outplacement support where they might offer to support you um, going into the recruitment market. Um, and that kind of support from your employer.
0: So would you say that um, obviously if the company uh, that you work for is taking the wage subsidy you would have 12 weeks uh, knowing that the government has paid that out and if that is not paid on to you that's uh, a type of fraud?
2: Um,
0: or is that, is, that, is that too too in-depth because we haven't been here in this type of situation before?
2: It, it is unprecedented where um, Definitely an employer law, employment lawyer would help you in that situation technically an employer once your um, Employment ends they do not have to pay you the subsidy once your employment ends But they would need to pay that back to the government in that case if they're not going to pass it on to you
0: That's, um, that's, that's my
2: limited understanding um, uh, Yeah <laughs>
0: I'm just thinking from my point of view, it's a no-brainer. Like, if you, why would you just not keep them on through that 12 weeks ride for it and see if you can get through that period, right? And yeah. so it's a win-win for both the employer and employee. So moving on from that then, what does redeployment mean? Um,
1: ultimately, redeployment is where if your role is disestablished, um the company um you you kind of go into your notice period acts as a time as a period where you can still apply for roles internally so for example you might have been made redundant as a sales coordinator and uh you there is another position in the business which is um just in administration so you could say look um i'd like to apply for this role you have an opportunity to apply for it for the business to interview you and um, um, consider genuinely consider you for the role if you have the right skills and experience if there's a role where you're the sales coordinator and there's a cfo position available then you know there may be you know reasonable grounds to say you don't necessarily have that skill set depending on the person but ultimately redeployment is essentially a period where the organization can you know help to to find you another role or for you to, to actively try and find another role in the company before your official last day or your notice period runs out and if that's the case then your role your role is is officially disestablished but your position in the business isn't made redundant you, you don't have redundancy you've essentially been redeployed and successful and being appointed into a new role.
0: Do you see this happening um, much in this current climate?
1: Yeah, we we do. Um, I mean, in the current climate, there's more of a focus on reducing significant significantly reducing cost which is resulting in jobs being disestablished and there aren't necessarily alternative roles to go to Mm -hmm. because the focus is on reducing cost but more broadly outside of the COVID setting absolutely look people get redeployed into roles all the time um it is very common especially in a larger organization um but even still in smaller ones it, it definitely does happen but at the moment businesses are typically cutting roles not recreating new ones.
0: I'm going off on a tangent here but I'm just thinking when do you think most likely uh, restructures or redundancies will actually happen? Are we seeing it all now or do you think we're going to see a lot in three months time and in six months time and in nine months time when the wheels or the cogs get moving again and then businesses understand what their actual income is. It might be down 30-40% or whatever. Is that when the majority will happen?
1: Well, I think that it's going to come in waves. So we've had we've we've had or we're in the middle of still the first wave. So the first wave are those that are ba- making the reactive to the to the lockdown who who have had significant instant effects through lockdown, and they've had time to do their financial modelling. It's not going to work, um, so they're now having to make cut cut costs significantly. I then think there's going to be personally personally believe there's going to be another wave in six to 12 months uh which we will be will see more of a slow wave of businesses who had done their forecasting sales haven't um come back as quickly as they thought they were going to um and um they are now looking at, okay, now we're actually going to have to make some cuts. We've managed to push through the, the lockdown period, but things haven't bounced back as quickly as we had hoped. So that's going to be when there's going to be a bit more of a slower burn, but a consistent one of, um, of businesses make, looking to make cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also that's what, you know, I, I talked about it a little bit on that on our employer focus one, but I think that there's it's really important because that's likely to come um, slowly, it's going to be affecting uh, relationships and people's home environments with partners losing jobs and whatnot, that um, I think that the focus on mental health and wellbeing is gonna become even more important because this is going to go on longer than people people are expecting.
0: It's interesting, and this is my opinion. Um, this, what we're going through now this pandemic, is going to be nothing like the global financial crisis. We don't have a credit crunch. We can push money back into the economy through the banking systems. We're really well geared in that, They're capitalized, the government's behind them, are being dead stimulating cash flow. What we will have is we won't have an economic outlook for 12 months, so we will have no certainty around what, you've got all these economists saying these things and completely understand, because they're going on historical data and stats, but we will not know unemployment rate for 12 months because mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying, Jamie, in that respect is that you're going to go through waves. It's not an instant hit here. It's a, it's a time thing. And, you know, the tourism, hospital and retail sectors are just decimated at the moment. And um, tourism will take five years to come back to what we actually know it. You know, you look at international travel um, coming in, our borders are going to be shut. So there's no foreigners coming in, which just negates everything. So that's on a sidetrack. I'll carry on because I can go all day. Um, talk about, you spoke earlier, um, uh, Bron, on uh, redundancy So if, I'm, if someone approaches me and I'm being Got the letter on the table or whatever And my job's going to be up uh, and might be on the chopping block What would be the first thing if you were in that position What would be the first thing that you would go back with To try to keep your job? How would you do that?
2: Yeah, um, I think a trend that we're seeing um, forming quite quickly that has been a really good strategy so far for businesses is um, suggesting temporary reduction in pay or hours instead of a full redundancy. Mm-hmm. So as an employee, um, I would suggest that um, and have a think about how you can make that work for you first. So you could suggest a percentage or amount that you could reasonably reduce your pay or your hours by and a time frame to review that. So you don't lock your employer into a finite time frame, and then they feel like, We don't know um, what's going to happen in the future. So for example, I could reduce my pay by 20%. um, My employer claims the subsidy and tops me up um, and say, we'll do that for two months. And then let's set a review point to see how we're doing financially and if we can continue to do that. Um, So that would be beneficial for me as the employee to retain my job a bit longer and receive the subsidy pay. Um, And for the employer, their cost benefit is that they don't have to, in the future, a few months down the track, recruit and train someone else to replace you. Mm. Um, So overall for employers, we do encourage it as a more long-term strategy than short-term knee-jerk reaction to make people redundant. Um, Other alternatives you could try to identify different duties that would be useful for you to complete that you can complete at the moment, Um, similar to what Jamie was talking about, about redeployment.
0: Okay. Look, as Kiwis, we always said that uh, we're a nation that could work from home, but was never really tested. Um, we're now in this pandemic or this, this COVID-19 lockdown, and uh, we've all been made to work from home, um, or most of us anyway, the ones that can. Some people may be enjoying it, some people aren't. Um, I love human interaction, so I, I have been struggling. I thrive on that, but a lot of people have been enjoying it. So if I have been enjoying working from home uh, as an employee, um and our office opens back up and I don't physically potentially want to go back in because I've enjoyed a bit of the freedom at home. How could you approach that with your employer?
2: Well... Definitely always a direct conversation in the first instance, just to kind of um, float the idea and see what the appetite may be. Um, There is actually really clear legal provisions in New Zealand employment law for supporting flexible working. So it does make it easy for an employee to make a flexible working request. You can request a flexible working arrangement at any time um, in terms of your location or hours of work. And your employer has to consider it fairly before deciding whether you can or can't do it or if they can accommodate it. Um, Once they've considered it, they have to give you a valid reason why they can't accommodate it. Um, So you should think about the pros and cons for the business. Um, It might suit you personally to work from home, but it's ultimately up to your employer to decide if it works for them as well and that it's not going to impact their operations.
0: Um, I think what's funny in this space, um, Roman, is that um, your office spaces are going to change. Technology has, I mean, we're doing this podcast via Zoom, right? And um, a lot of our meetings have been by Zoom in this time. And I think you're going to see uh, off big firms um, wanting to reduce overheads. And the first thing they'll do is look at their leases. And they yeah. will say, geez, we could lease half the space here and have uh, employees on a rotation policy. Working from home in the office two, three days a week, whatever it looks like. Um, and if they're a trusted employee that can do this, why not?
2: Yeah, exactly. I think it is going to be a huge trend out the back mm-hmm. of us. Um, and I always say there's absolutely no harm in asking or bringing it up. Um, you won't be penalised for doing so, um, for pointing it out. Um, and if anything, like you say, there could be other people in the team who feel the same way and maybe you know, financially it's a good decision to reduce the office space as well. Um, On the flip side, like the things that do have to be considered before going ahead with something like that is, you know, is it going to impact your working relationships with people you work with, with your customers? Um, Is it going to affect communication? Is there a cost attached um, that you're going to need to be set up and safely at home to work in the long term? Um, And is it also actually fair for everyone on the team? Um, Is everyone going to be extended the same um, opportunity to work from home if you do it too? Or would that just stall everyone's work?
0: So moving on from that then, um, obviously we're working from home and we are isolated. A lot of people can't see their families, friends. They can only do it via phone or technology. So how would you... um, or approach uh, to your uh, employer that you are struggling at the moment, um, working from home in this current climate, whether it be health and wellbeing or for whatever reason. You, you, how do you how would you approach that? Um,
1: yeah, and that's a really good question because um, look, I think that one of the nice things that we are seeing through this working from home setup and doing video conferences and Zoom teams, etc., all the time is that we're getting a little bit of a, a, a insight into people's family lives. You know, you'll be on a Zoom meeting and, you know, there'll be kids running around in the background or they come in and say hello on the, the video conference. And we're just getting a bit of a flavor for for people outside of the, the you know, the um, the mask that they might wear at, in, in a normal work setting if they, you know, very much live a, a, um, a personal and a work life. so I think that um, that's quite nice in terms of developing relationships and it wouldn't be nice to see that when things could do go back to a work a working in the office at setting that people remain connected on that personal level because you know we are just human um, we aren't it's you know it is all about bringing your whole self to work you know and you can't keeping up just a professional persona isn't persona isn't you know hugely authentic. So I guess in terms of the struggle, it really goes back to the type of relationship that you've got with your, your manager and your team or your peers. So it might be um, if you do have that relationship with, a, with, you know, with your manager and you just say, look, to be honest, I'm actually really struggling. Um, and it could be for whatever reason, you know, um, it could be kids, it could be being on your own, you know, there are a lot of people that are uh, don't have families, you know, that are in isolation and they're single. And that's really confronting you know for a lot of people and I think that we can't forget about that there's been a lot of noise about people saying how they're struggling with because they've got kids at home but there's also a lot of people who are on their own um so that you know that's quite different so everyone's got their own challenges but if you you can't be discriminated against you you know if you've got a manager that you've got a a good connection with or even another leader in the company that you happen to have a good relationship with or or even a good peer it's good I you know we we do advocate for sharing um, and being genuine, um, we we are all in it, which means that we can share ideas. And if you hold it hold it all to yourself, you tend to, you know, you kind of bu- it bubbles away. So it is good to share, but um, it shouldn't affect your job at all. Um, I don't think, you know, if, if you feel comfortable talking to your managers or someone in, internally, absolutely do it.
0: So it keeps we keep on both sides. We keep of the equation from an employer and employee. We keep come back to transparency, openness talking process. These are the things that I keep um, hearing and thinking about. So I suppose then lastly, we're coming out of lockdown. Um, you know, I'm heading back to work as an employee. I'm not privy as to what's happening at the top level of the company I work for. What are the financials like? What's the income? What what? So how can I, approach or settle down my thoughts going how stable is my job what's coming next what am I looking over my shoulder like is am I gonna get the shoulder tap what what can I do in this situation because I can imagine so many people are going to be like this
2: yeah I agree um it's been eye opening and it's been a shock to the system for a lot of people seeing those around them um and even within their own companies um how much change has had to go on and people reducing hours jobs um that kind of thing it's been a wake-up call um so i can totally understand that a lot of people will have that question when they get back to work or when they can talk to their employer are we okay um how are we doing financially can i have reassurance um unfortunately there's no magic answer for that that uncertainty that you're feeling um it's very likely that your employer is feeling that uncertainty too. We're all uncertain together at the moment. Um, You can absolutely ask for reassurance um, to find out, you know, is the business in a good position? Are we doing okay? But I would be prepared for if you really want the answer to that question, um, is that going to make you feel better or feel worse? And does it put your employer in an awkward position too? Because they may not be sharing something with you, because it will be unfair to cause you more stress at this time. So you do have to trust that they're making the right decisions and being as transparent as they can. Um, if you feel like they're not being transparent, you can ask, but just be prepared for that. Um, and also try focus on what you can control. Um, so take this time. If you are worried about your job and your industry, if you know that it's impacted. Do think about what you can do currently and to control that situation. You can't control the future, but you could take this time to learn a new skill, pursue some personal development, start thinking about what kind of work is needed and will be needed and valued at the moment.
0: So true. I suppose if I'm looking back over these two episodes we've done around the employer employee, it's all around that we're both, everyone's human. Um, everyone has sympathy. Everyone has empathy. Everyone's going through the same situation. Some people just have higher stress levels or intakes than others. Um, but it's about being kind, knowing that, look, it's not the end of the world. We've got through GFCs. Um, we've got through financial crises. We've got through Spanish flus all those years back. So things will get better. It's just time and trying to make it work. Jamie, did you want to round anything off um, from the People Project?
1: Yeah, no, look, I just completely agree, Kane. It is totally, um, it is, we will get out the other side of it. And to, and to what Bron, Bron said, just look, focus on what you can control and trying really not to ruminate over things. That, and, and also the media, you know, there's a huge amount of content out there that's out of control. Just focus on what you can, What what's in your remit, what's best for you and your family, um, your job, doing a good job, doing a good job when you're at work um, to, you know, to prove yourself and show your value. And that goes a long way.
0: Great. Girls, you guys are magic. You're good friends, but also too, uh, I'm a big advocate of what you guys do. And I would obviously tell any listeners out there to, to come approach you if they need your help, because you guys have an approach that I don't think a lot of HR companies do. You have that real um, personal touch, but also too, you have that um, sympathy and you're looking forward to how things can pan out and what you can do for people. So I appreciate your time. This is going to be fantastic for a lot of listeners out there. Jamie, how can we find your company?
1: We are at uh, thepeopleproject.co.nz. Uh, you can email us at info at thepeopleproject.co.nz as well, or reach out to either myself, Anna, or Bromwyn on LinkedIn.
0: Fantastic. Listeners, um, they will be all, all our social handles too with the uh, podcasts that go up. But if you... Um, uh, Miss their uh, details. Flick us uh, an email uh, for www.moneyempire.co.nz or tag us in uh, on a social handle, and we'll pass it over to the girls because they're great. Cheers, girls.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Kane.